back with another episode, episode 21 of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast, a chance to listen in on a conversation between the two pastors at Emmanuel Baptist Church. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And uh, here we are, we're sitting in the meeting place right now, and it's flooded with natural light because the new windows are in. That's pretty exciting. It is cool. It's a totally different look. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks less like a shack and more uh, like, I don't know, a living space. So, <laughs> Yeah, and it's only going to get better. They're going to start hanging drywall this week. And um, next week, kind of finishing that up. Hopefully, in, in the next uh, week and a half or so, this, this project will be done in time for us to... Um, have a nice place to gather in throughout the winter mm-hmm. so super super excited about this mm-hmm. a little nervous in some ways too like now it's it looks nice maybe it will invite i don't know more vandalism or something yeah can pray against that yeah but um yeah uh, uh, but the positives outweigh the negatives right now so. i think so yeah i think so uh, you just got back from some time away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went back, helped my family move, um, and spent uh, I was basically like a week with them all together, and then got back into Chicago uh, Sunday night. So I've been back for like about three two two three days now so helping them move to a new house yeah yeah uh they moved from south carolina to tennessee that's so dutiful son uh i mean you know trying to take care of your family yeah so but it's good to be back the man does not take care of his own family he's worse than an unbeliever Mm. um so Yep. That's cool. And some, hopefully some downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get perspective, reflect. And in some ways, that's what this podcast is. It just uh, We just thought, hey, it's almost six months now of this pandemic. What have we learned? What's What perspective have we gained? Maybe we can just have a conversation where we just kind of step back, survey hmm. what's happened these last six months. I mean, this it's been pretty pretty nuts you know um a lot's happened and mm-hmm. it's been a time warp um a whole range of emotions uh and events i mean it's just it's not 2020 is non-stop right like, yeah hurricane season's coming elections coming who knows what else um but mostly the covid kind of the covid pandemic mm-hmm. what uh, you know almost six months in what are we seeing? What are we observing? What are we thinking? What have we learned? What are we concerned about moving forward? So just uh, hopefully a free-flowing conversation. I kind of have six categories mm-hmm. of, of things I wanted to, to discuss, I guess, uh, thinking you know about trends in society at large, yep. um, what this all means for yeah. our, our city in particular, yeah. So society at large, our city in particular, the church in America at large, uh, and then IBC in particular, um, and then home life and the individual. 
life of faith. So those are the six kind of categories we can just kind of talk through it. So uh, society at large, what's uh, what has COVID done to us as a as a society, or what um, issues has it highlighted? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think like for me, you can kind of, uh, do sort of like, uh, pros and cons analysis of all these things. So like on the one hand, I think, uh, you know, a, a pandemic of the scale just kind of reveals like, this is part of the reason why it's good that we do have governments and 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 huh. and a society and and um, larger structures um, because we, as much as we like to think we are individuals living our own lives, it's 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 not really that true. Like we're we're interconnected. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one way to like look at the issues in the world. Um, but you know along with that there's this other side of things where like even though we live in the same polis and the same space and stuff like that we have, like you know people have like drastically different views about what's what's going on in the world and, and how to best handle it how they're gonna best prioritize and, and live their lives and um, right. so you know yeah that's something that has, stands out to me is and those of you who maybe have traveled a little bit you you've gone to different parts of the country even you realize like there's almost like alternate realities in different places some places you go you, you wouldn't even know something's happened um or it's just i don't know it's just like and you start to wonder like what what is truth it's kind of the old pontius pilot question you know yeah. and i think there's a confusion like a um, this fracturing of yeah. of society into different different truths. This yeah. is my truth. This is your, this is what, who I'm going to listen to. This is where I'm going to get my information. This is how I'm going to assess yeah. it and spin it. And yeah. then those those different um, groups can kind of live in their own world. And it, it it it's confusing. Like, is there is there objective ultimate reality? Who do we trust, <laughs> right? And I'm talking about like um, conflicting information from the experts. You know, mm -hmm. is is does a mask help? Does it not help? Yeah. Does you know should we quarantine for two weeks or not? Is is it how bad is it? And and you can kind of just pick what you want to believe, and and uh, and sort of think you know I don't know just be like okay I'm I'm this is this is my truth. And I'm gonna live in this world, yeah. And uh, that has some effects on society at large, don't you think? I'm sure. Like, I, I mean, like, and you know, like, and I think like one of the things that like is also true with this is it kind of it kind of makes us very like puts us in like weird tunnel vision. So where like. Uh, you know, like depending on what reality you live in, like also depends on like what kind of needs you see as like priorities and stuff like that. I think everybody like agrees generally on like we need to protect lives, we need to uh, keep people safe, and we need to make sure people have jobs and like are working and, and all these things. But like, um, I don't know, like 
I think right now, like the way our our society is working, and and like the the fact that we can like pick who to trust in a weird way, really makes us like hone in on like the stuff that's like right in front of us. Like, hmm. look, I I know somewhere out there, you know, however you want to like sort the categories. Like maybe someone out there like is like like doesn't have a job and is trying to feed a family, but right now like I'm focused on the fact that like my family members are in the hospital or something like that hmm. and and that like I'm not really sure how to like solve that tunnel vision or anything that you know I think as Christians it's important for us to try to stretch a little bit and like try to empathize with those that like are outside of our own peripheral vision and 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 outside of our own reality in that sense but mm-hmm. but it's really hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's implications of this for evangelism and apologetics and um you know, we believe that there is reality, there is truth. It's unified, cohesive and it and it, it's there's one world, there's mm-hmm. one reality that we're living in and it's objective, right? Like um and we need to just continue to be hearing from God about his perspective on things and let the Bible kind of let God tell us what's true instead of being shaped by our own preferred, you know, source of information um, and kind of constructing our, trying to construct our own reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like, I mean, in evangelism, we're telling people like there's a, there's a, there's a God, there's a, a judgment coming, um, there's sin and there's one Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is the reality. Yeah. Like, wake up, this is reality. And, and, yeah. and we can ignore the reality, we can try to redefine it the way to suit our needs, but it just it is reality. And yeah. one day when Jesus you know, arrives, everybody will see it and they won't be able to mm. escape it anymore and, mm. and sort of spin it to their own liking. Like he's going to come and just set it all right. And, mm-hmm. And um, just be aware, be aware of, you know, the messages that we're getting. Everybody's twisting the truth. Everybody is seeking to um, put uh, their own spin on things. You see it in the political conventions. The Democratic side is, is going to tell their version of reality, and the Republican side is going to tell their version of reality. And you're going to see it in from everywhere. You're, you're getting different people's versions of reality, and I think we just need to to not give up on the idea that there actually is reality, objective mm-hmm. truth, and seek to constantly be um, reorienting ourselves to that. Yeah, there's a there's a passage in Luke, and I can't I can't remember where it is right now, um, where you know a, a catastrophe like happens, and you know people come to Jesus and ask him what his opinion of it is, and he, yeah, chapter thirteen. Yeah, and then he comes and, and tells them, you know, look like. Um, basically like catastrophes should ultimately drive you to ultimate reality like there is death you will face God and uh, unless you too repent like you also are gonna die yeah I'm sure we could talk about societal trends and and things like this for for a long time Mm -hmm. but there's, I was just there's a couple things yep. there that yep. came to our minds. What about our city, in particular? Like what, 
what's going on in Chicago, COVID-wise? <sighs> um, I, I can only see it from, like, certain perspectives. I mean, I'm looking at it from, like, you know, perspective of, like, restaurant workers who just lost all their jobs and are still trying to make ends meet right now. Right. That's you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Berghoff is closed. Yeah. One of the long, the oldest restaurants in the city of Chicago, a staple, is just mothballed. Yeah. So, you know, people are trying to just make ends meet. Uh, uh, I know some people who have, like, you know, family members they're super worried about, so they just never let them out, or they never go outside. Uh, some of them... Uh, some people, some people caught COVID, man, and and like, uh, it was scary to see. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of chatter on, on the, um, on the internet. Your questions are, you know, is New York City dead? Is Chicago dead? Are cities, you know, dead? Is this, you know, move back into the cities that's been happening in the last twenty or so years? Is that going to be completely? You know, is the future rural and suburban now? Hmm. I mean, there's some real smart people asking some of those questions. Yeah. And again, depending on the perspective someone's coming from, you're getting different answers. Right. You can spin the data different ways. Some right. people are rosy and some people are doomsday. Sure. But the reality is, from I think, I guess I, I want to be careful not to just project my own perception on things. But as I walk around the city... As I drive, I, I drove through the loop yesterday to to get to a meeting. Um, wasn't my normal route, but I just thought I'm just going to. It's it's a ghost town, man. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost town. It just it does feel kind of dead and uh, boarded up windows everywhere, for lease. You know, businesses gone. Um, it just kind of it does feel like there's um, everything about. What we love in Chicago summer didn't really happen, you know. Yeah. Nobody went to Wrigley. Nobody went to play in the fountains at Millennium Park. <laughs> you know, there were no, there was no uh, concerts downtown. There's no, I mean, festivals. It's, I mean, there's some signs of life in little play, but I don't know. I, I can. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. Yeah, I think for me, like that, that whole discussion about like our city is going to die and stuff like that, it, I, 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 I'm not an expert in that topic, and or I'm not a sociologist. And, uh, I, all I know is that like whatever happens, like you know, there's still people here, um, and there's still people hurting. Right. And um, that need help. Right. Uh, so, you know, if everyone abandons the city, like, there's still going to be people poor who can't leave. Right. And um, I don't know, I think. So then a the question kind of becomes like, what are Christians going to do? Yeah. What are what are we going to do? Yeah. When it gets, if it, if it does get really hard. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe it won't it seems like right now the housing market's still kind of hot and moving praise Um, god for that but my hunch is that that's gonna it's a delayed there's gonna be a delayed 
it could get really bad the next year or two, yeah. three. Yeah. Um, what will Christians do? We'll, we'll, what will what will we do as Emmanuel with a Jeremiah twenty nine vision? With, you know, um, will we just kind of pull out and just go with the flow? If if we're middle class and able yeah. Yeah. to, you know, our job says, hey, you're never going to come back and work down. We're closing our loop office, yeah. and we're like, why do I live here again? I could go. I could do remote work from sure. a cabin in Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah, less taxes. I yeah. mean, the taxes are going to get ready. If you think they're bad now, they're going to keep going up. Yeah. It's going to be expensive taxes. There's going to be less amenities. Yep. Um, I think CPS is going to have a is a train wreck. I mean, I think people are pulling out, and, and it's not it's not going to be good for public education. All these things are coming. What are we going to do? Yeah. Are we going to are we going to because we love this place? Yeah. Are we going to be part of the people who stay, yeah. even if we lose two hundred thousand dollars on our home value, even if we there's lots of stuff. I mean. Yeah. Are we going to stick it out? Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's, it like kind of highlights an important aspect of what, what I've been thinking about, about like urban ministry and stuff like that. It's always been, you know, like Christians all around the world are, are called to their own like burdens, their own tasks, their own people to, to care for and stuff like that. Um, uh, but for IBC, we've always been like, I don't want to force your hands to do anything, but consider taking on our burden here in the city and these people for a couple years, as long as you're here, longer, a lifetime. Um, Just, we we always like put that out there, like consider, consider the fact that there are people here that need Christians and need a church and need to hear the gospel and need to be loved. Yeah. And people who can't give you anything back. Um, yeah. yeah. So, reading Nehemiah recently in our Bible reading plan is kind of stirring in those regards. You know, the city's in ruins. Let's yeah. let's work on it. Yep. Um, an optimistic take is that this is kind of like a, a forest fire happens every, I don't know, few decades, it, and it's necessary to sort of kill some things and then. It allows the the health of the, you know, mm-hmm. the forest to come back stronger. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what's happening, kind of a purging, and and, and then in, you know in ten years, twenty years, the, the city it, it, it's indomitable. You know, yeah. it burns to the ground. We yeah. rebuild it. Yeah. Um, maybe, but ultimately, again, let's keep our hope on the New Jerusalem, <laughs> that great city that's coming down from heaven. Um, and in the meantime, we're here in this city. But um, not panicking when it falls apart and not putting too much of our stock in, you know, the glory of Chicago because it's all going to melt when uh, the new Jerusalem comes. That's our home. Yeah. So society at large, our city in particular, some observations there. What about the church at large in America? I, I, again, have some some fears. I think I've I've said this before. I think it's going to there's going to be a great sifting. Of, mm. of it, I, I, which could be good, but it's yeah. painful. Yeah. Um, Barna Research um, recently did some some survey data that that showed that there's only only one third of active Christians, and they defined that even in a pretty loose way, I think. But uh, but you know, active Christians, only one third of them during th- this this pandemic time have been. Um, 
attending exclusively their church that they were part of pre-COVID. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. So even among, so I think there's a lot of like nominal Christians or just, you know, not very active Christians that fall off. But yeah. of those who were at some in some way like committed, only a third of those yeah. have been like really committed through it all yeah. to, to their church. Yeah. Another third are hopping around and just being like, oh, I'm gonna. This is a great chance to check out my, you know, another church online service. Mm. And, and then and then so a third are kind of like hopping around and kind of picking and chooses, you know, a la carte, smorgasbord, eclectic mm. Christianity. And then another third have just stopped. Hmm. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. I think this like highlights a little bit, um, you know, of some of our the the sort of like evangelical culture of like church, um, and uh, honestly, it kind of it kind of like exposes like a pretty big problem here. If like if all church is to you is just a cool show or a cool club whatever um then you know like when disaster hits um and like crisis events happen like all of 2020 um (laughs) you know for sure you're not really going to have them to lean on to, to to watch out for you to make sure you're okay to make sure you're you're still spiritually growing in that period of time and uh you know like just looking at the way that people are acting like you're certainly not really going to be there for other christians who need you right now um desperately more more than ever um you're you're checked out you're you're kind of doing your own thing um that's like that's it's been a a problem in, in evangelical churches for a while where um you know we just we really don't understand like what it means to be like a church family or or where you you know that these people have your back when things go wrong and that you're going to be there for them when you need to be Um, right yeah um i'm i'm shocked uh again I, i work just a little bit on the side with the Chicagoland Baptists and uh, about 160 churches a good number of them haven't met yet and don't have a plan to meet again until next year and I I know nationwide that that's the case there are just a lot of churches that just aren't meeting Uh, that's and I understand that there are there might be good reasons for that that's just but that's still we got to say like that's not good that's yeah. that's sad i think mm-hmm. um man yeah especially the especially the big big churches you know that um can't the regulations are prohibitive prohibitive um the online thing i mean we talked about this a bit kind of this was the subtext to the retreat but i think it's it's going to have long-term um effects on the way church is done i think people some people are are too okay with it Mm, yeah (laughs) and uh it it won't it's not going to help so i don't know i'm a little bit um um bearish on 
the church in America right now. And uh, again, it's, like I say, it could be good, but it's, it's painful in mm-hmm. some ways. And yeah. But I pray for, that it can result in a purging and a pruning and yeah. some revival and some, some rethinking. But some of the rethinking that's happening is not biblical. It's, yeah. um, it's still more of the same yeah. pragmatic um, stuff. So yeah. God help us. Um, yeah, I, I think um, one of the things I've been thinking about in, in this season, I think uh, it's it's apropos for like us, but also like just as a church in large, is like um, you know in crisis events and, and like times of of uh, testing of faith. Like, there's always a. It seems like in the Bible, like the people of God, there's always like a choice, right? Like. Uh, when they're in the wilderness, and like you know, the people of God are just you, they, you, you get this choice. Like, are you going to trust the Lord that He's going to provide? Is that He's that He like all the stuff He's done in the past to take care of you? Um, he's going to keep doing that, or are you going to you know start complaining? Talk about like going back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, you know bowing down to other idols or doing things like that. Um, Wow. You know, the people of faith now, like, it's like, well, well, what are you going to do? Like, church, are you going to remember that God's been good, that God's taken care of you, that he's going to sustain his church, uh, and he's in this season of time, or are you going to compromise, adapt, uh, change? Yeah, yeah. The history of Israel and idolatry is... Um a good history lesson. Hmm. Um, how about us individually, IBC? How are we doing? I, I, I'm overall pretty encouraged and yeah. um, more bullish about IBC. I think we're in a great spot. I mean, obviously, I mean it's been hard, a lot of hard decisions and a lot of complexities. But in the grand scheme of things, we're we're really blessed. A hmm. <laughs> We own our own building. Yeah. Like, that helps. Um, can you imagine if we were renting from a CPS school? Shoo. Uh, you know, B, we are a church that kind of is at around, you know, that 100. Un- we can come in under 100 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can work with, you know, two services of 50. I mean, if, you, if we were a church of 1,000, like, what would we have? Like, you know, 10 services every Sunday at 50 or... Um, it, it, you know, we're we're really we're a place where we can still gather. Um, this has positives and negatives, but we're a young church. Mm-hmm. Um, that's made some some of these decisions a little easier, by and large. And then, but we all, and then also we have, you know, a wide open park right behind our building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, yeah. we can meet in outside right now with a hundred yeah. people, and we've had great weather the last yeah. month, and. Um, so we're we're blessed, yeah. I, th- I think. I think it, the Lord's been yeah. pretty good to us, yeah. In general, yeah, I agree. Thank you, God. And we're meeting. I see. I, I, I obviously there's things that are hard. There's relationships that are inhibited by, you know, can we get together? Can't we get together? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 put a it's put a cramp on our style of hospitality and meeting. But I still see a lot. I see it in. in a lot of people still doing it, and um, I, I don't know. I, I see 
there's some some people that we look at and are, are worried for or concerned or we see some people in the church kind of floundering or struggling or yeah. um, some casualties in, in the COVID time but by and large God's held us together yeah and 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 um, some really neat things are happening so mm-hmm. as I think about our church I, I just wanted to I think the words of first Timothy 4 really apply to IBC um, now concerning brotherly love you have no need for anyone to write to you or lecture you on a podcast or <laughs> because you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another for that is indeed what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia that's it's happening you don't need us to kind of be forcing you to go care for people we see it we see it happening organically and of your own will because the Holy Spirit's here praise Ooh. God um, but verse 10 or verse 11 wait verse 10 but we urge you brothers to do this more and more so I guess that's where our pastor all we can praise God for all the signs of grace we see and, and that there's a sign that our church is doing well but we can always do more and more yeah. Let's just keep growing and loving each yeah. other keep getting creative with ideas for ministry for outreach for care and um, yeah but I think we're we're doing okay I think so um, you know, don't, uh, we're, we're, uh, as hard as it is, like, you know, don't, don't forget to do little things, you know, like pray. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think that's, that's one thing that always slips my mind, but it's just, we, we just need to pray more in general. Right. Um, and then, uh, read our Bibles. Remember that, uh, the news isn't everything um, there's a bigger story that we have to live into um, and hopefully as we're doing that we also learn to you know be there for one another love each other and yeah. uh, keep doing it well, we're, we're doing it we're, 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 we're doing it but just keep yeah. doing it do that more so, and more yeah um Another category here, so we've talked about society at large, our city in particular, the church at large, our church in particular. Uh, the home, I, I've just, I've, some reflections thinking, you know, about, you know, six months of stay at home, and we're getting ready to go into fall and winter, and more, the, the home has really become a center of people's lives, and mm. for many people, that's that can be uh, horrible. Um, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, but... A positive side on it like a, a positive look at it is that God's pushing us to focus on back on the home you know mm-hmm. turning the hearts of fathers to their children and, yeah. um, they're, 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 we want to keep reminding us like the home is is an important place and a bedrock of society and absolutely the family and family worship make sure those routines like really get those routines in and and cherish the time that you have with your kids don't just complain like oh my gosh my kids are around all the time I can't get away from them Let's help each other out. Let's babysit or, you know, do what we can to, to get some time away. But overall, thank God for, for this season of, you know, just forcing us to, some of the simple pleasures of hearth and home. Yeah. And uh, family and kids and. Yeah. Gosh, I keep I look at my kids. You know, in ten years, three of my kids will be out of the house. One will be in high school. One, will, the, the, the I'll be teenagers 
and uh, it goes fast. I saw some pictures recently of Lucy and Mary when they were little, and mm. I'm just like, whoa, where did that go? So mm. as much as we can be complaining about how hard it is right now, I think there's some great opportunities to really focus on our home. Yeah. If you got kid, if you got, ma- if you're married, if you got kids, I've talked about that. If you're married, really use this time to deepen your marriage. And if you're you're single, um, hopefully you're, you can live with in community. I think mm-hmm. that's a great thing. Yeah. And focus on, you know, the rhythms of your apartment. Your yeah. That that uh, life, or if if you are living by yourself, then uh, please don't isolate. Um, come join other people's homes yeah yeah i think uh i don't know i've i've been super encouraged um you know not being married but just uh being having having friends in the church and stuff like that but also like you know being able to hang out with other families and like uh, be a part of their lives here so uh yeah reach out try try your best to 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 have that with other people we're all homeschoolers now right (laughs) it's your chance to i mean ultimately even education isn't something that we're supposed to totally just farm out to other people yeah moms and dads are supposed to be teaching their kids and cultivating and so try to seize the seize the opportunity and see the positive in it and Mm. you know really use this time to instruct the next generation so the home I mean that's this has forced us there, and uh, let's make the most of it. And then lastly, just kind of what you know, sort of pastoral reflections will we have for just individuals in their yeah. their life of faith? Yeah. Um, what's COVID caused us to take stock of, and and uh, you mentioned some things already. Yeah, for sure. How would we wrap it up with with some personal? advice um you know the honestly like the big one for me over these six months that i've just been like uh it it just kept this this chapter in the psalms just kept coming back um at the beginning of covid i I read it and then uh like at the sort of six month uh marker of it i was i was still I, i i circled back to it uh, and it's it's just Psalms 90. Um, I wrote a, a mini devotional on this, like when when COVID first started, uh, and and it's still it's I still think about it. Uh, I, I think like you can sum it up at, at verse 12. Uh, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Um, I think one of the things COVID uh, has taught me is just um, uh, how so many of the things that like we we live for like a name a status uh uh i I don't know money uh power can just like be gone just like that um because of a a crazy virus off of a bat or something like that Mm. um and then you don't have any of that and like you lived your whole life for that it's like well what like what was the point Mm. um so like thinking about Psalm 90 like you know like it's the wise person is those who live their lives in light of eternity um, what lasts what 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 is your identity 
grounded in in heaven um and you know what what is the work you can do now that uh rings for all time not just this life yeah um yeah this pandemic has definitely brought into focus it should bring into focus eternal perspectives it's still so easy to you know kind of ignore and bury our head in the sand and run to entertainment and miss the opportunity but it it really is just flashing right in our face Mm -hmm. you know our days are numbered death is right around the corner are do are we really ready to die or are we just as scared as everybody else Mm. at more at mortality are we urgent with the gospel or just kind of caught up with other things are we committed to the body to the local church or to ourselves in our own Mm self-preservation and comfort are we disciplined in our you know spiritual disciplines and pursuing the lord are we getting just lazy and Mm. you know um kind of just losing track of the days and the times and wasting time are we are we joyful um in the lord (laughs) or you know sad mad at covid and that we can't have what we want and kind of depressed and bored and um grumbling and do we have hope you know are we do we really are we really a people of hope when we look at society at large kind of losing losing its mind and and out of touch with reality when we look at our city kind of our great city in in some ways kind of just a sleepy ghost town when we look at the the state of the church when we look at all these things are we getting hopeless or are we filled with grand uh, vision of what god is doing and his guarantee of a, of a future and a mm. hope yeah man we could talk we're over already on time and yeah. I feel like we just scratched the surface but just yeah. a little bit of reflection um, almost six months in to this crazy time hopefully it's been helpful if you have other thoughts we'd love to hear yours too hmm. we hope you are staying healthy staying safe uh, still plugged in checked in with everybody else uh and still growing in the lord right now amen so